Our God is an awesome God. Good morning, Christian America. Just think about the greatness. Think about the might. Think about the majesty that is our God. He can do all things. He has set the, the world in motion, everything that we know, everything that is good, everything that was good, is good, and will be good to come. He has control. He sets all these things in motion. Let us not be fooled by the urgency of today, the anxiety of today. Let us rely on the power of God to get us through our day. And let's talk about that briefly as we get ready uh, for this weekend. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. The Christian faith needs to be revitalized, friends. It, I, I believe that you would agree with that because if the Christian faith did not need to be revitalized, we would have a, we would have a, a country, we would have communities dedicating their time, their talent, their treasure, to Almighty God, they would be spreading generosity across our nation, across our lands, across our communities. They would be spreading joy and, and glorifying God because of the blessings that they've been given. Um, even in their hard times, they would be dedicating themselves and that hardship to a better life in the hope of a better life, uh, in, in hope of Christ. Um, because that is where our hope lies. That's where our hope should lie. And if, if we had a nation who didn't need to be revitalized, those things would be true. Our hope would reside in the place where it should, which is in Jesus, which is in Christ. And the reason and the way that we can tell that our nation is in need of spiritual revitalization in the name of Jesus is because we're placing our hope in other places. We're placing our hope in man-made institutions. We're placing our hope in our in politicians, local, state, and federal. We're placing our hope in the wrong places. We're placing our hope and places that are going to provide disappointment to us. They're going to provide despair to us. We're placing our hope in institutions and people and organizations that thrive on our anxiety. They thrive on our despair. They thrive seeing us struggle. Should I repeat that? We are placing our hope as a country as a community in organizations and institutions and in people who thrive on us not being happy, who thrive on us not being successful. And I don't mean monetary success. I mean success in the idea of having peace, in the idea of having community, and the, the idea of building fellowship and friendship with your brother and sister in your neighborhood, your brother and sister 
in Christ. Friends, our hope should be in Jesus. Because Jesus is God. And, and that's amazingly enough, there's a lot of Christians who, who don't even believe that. They say that they're Christians, but they don't believe that Jesus is God. Jesus himself proclaimed that before Abraham, I am. On the road to Aramaeus, when Jesus was talking, the people that he were talking to said that Jesus provided them insight from the beginning of time. Jesus was crucified for what? For blaspheme. What was his blaspheme? His blaspheme was he was calling himself God. He was equating himself to the Father. Through the Father, only through, only through him do you reach the Father. The Father is in me and I will be in you. Before Abraham, I am. That's what he says. Jesus is the second part of the Trinity. He is the Son. You have the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. Whose Spirit? Jesus says, His Spirit. I will send my Spirit. Not the Father's Spirit. It's all one. Jesus was there from the beginning. He will be there at the end, Revelation tells us. Jesus, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit put all things in motion. They've created everything. He's created everything that is good. Those who recognize his goodness prosper. Not just monetarily, but they prosper mentally. They prosper psychologically. They prosper emotionally. mental prosperity that peace that love in the glory in the glorification of god people who have that have everything friends god gives that to us freely it's his grace because he provides us mercy it's his goodness that we should all be seeking it's his goodness that we should all be in pursuit of, that we should all be open to receiving. Those who do that prosper, regardless of what's in their bank account, regardless of the size of their home, regardless of the job title that they hold. Those who seek Jesus, those who rejoice in the hope that is to come, prosper. Those who have that have everything. We who live in this secular society, who place our trust in Jesus, the Almighty One, the one who was there at the beginning 
the one who set the rules, the one who lived out the example for us, the one who provides his teaching and ministry for us to carry on, to live out, to uphold that one has provided us with some pretty clear instruction, some pretty clear guidance on how to live and how to live right, how to live righteously. And his commands are pretty clear from the very beginning to the very end. Through the works of the prophets, through the words that the prophets have written down because they experienced it from him themselves, through his ministry, through his prophecy. Those who adhere to this teaching, those who follow his word, those who study it, who think about it, who are dedicated to it, prosper in ways that that can't be measured on this earth. It's those of us who try to turn our attention and our focus to Christ to live out this Christocentric life that we've been gifted, that we've been blessed with. It's us who have a responsibility to the rest of the world, to the lost, that we introduce his teachings to them. That we bring them to Christ. Christ knows who they are, but they don't know who Christ is. We do that through our teachings. We do that through our, our words. We do that through our actions. We do that through our emotions, through our love, through our generosity, through our compassion for one another, for them, for our enemies. Friends, God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's put all things in motion. He's carved out a slice of this life for you and for me and for everyone. And he wants us to live up to that standard, to follow him. I'm not making this up. This is scripture. Jesus says to follow me. To the rich young man, he says, sell your possessions and follow me. To his apostles and his disciples, he says to pick up your cross and follow me. To John and James, he says, can you drink from the cup of, from which I drink? Yes, you will. And everything that comes with that. If to live this life is to be asleep, and to die and pass into eternal life is to awaken. Friends, there's more on the other side waiting for us. But we don't have to wait until the afterlife to the eternal life. We can have the peace of God today by accepting him into our lives, by adhering to his commands by picking up our cross and our struggles and following him because we know that when we follow Christ goodness awaits we know when we live righteously 
prosperity, not money, but the prosperity of our minds, the prosperity of our souls awaits us. Good things await us. We have our hope in Christ. And we should always have our hope in Christ. We got to turn away from the evils of this world. The trappings of this world are fleeting. They are not real. They will not stay with us. They will not accompany us into the afterlife, to the, into the eternal life that God has for us. The only thing that they can do is sacrifice the goodness that awaits us for the fleeting trappings of today. If we fall into that trap, if we fall into that trap of the enemy, if we fall into the devil's schemes, if we turn towards the flesh and away from the spirit, we have torment waiting on the other side. We have torment in this life. There are people who are walking around the earth today that are living in modern day hell. People with no purpose, people with no vision, people with no mission, people without any happiness, people without any hope, people who live in anxiety, people who live in despair. Those people are living in hell. Those people are living in hell because they don't know Christ. They might think they knew Christ once, and have since turned themselves from him, but they don't know him today. And that is the life that they're living because of the choices that they make. Friends, I ask you to choose Christ today. Not just in your mind, not just in your heart, but in your entire body and in your entire soul. Because he is the fountain of everything that is good. Friends, if you like content like this, if you like videos like this, messages like this, we ask that you share this on your social media profile. Share this on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, wherever you're seeing this. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Subscribe to this Rumble channel. Subscribe and follow us on all the social media platforms to include Rumble, to include Parler, to include Facebook. It's where the most of our uh, audience is. Share this with your friends and your family. Make sure that they know truth exists. And the truth is found with Jesus. Spread the good news instead of spreading all this evil nonsense. Spread togetherness, spread generosity instead of division and anxiety. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come to you again on Monday as we continue our journey through the gospel of Mark I believe we're going to be in chapter 12, so you're not going to want to miss that. Until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America. <laughs>